So, Craig started the message last week with an awesome question. What will be the testimony that this church will carry? What will be the testimony that this church will carry? And then throughout the course of the message, the Lord started speaking some things about what part of our testimony is to be. Some of the things that we're to be known for, that we're to be recognized for, that we're to find life and thrive in. And so we're going to just touch on those things. There were six things that, that, that I counted. Number one, the gift of grace to be who God has called us to be. Number two, devoted lifestyles exemplified by Acts 2.42. Three, love and honor will define our church community. Four, we are faithful and we have faith. And he used the example of the soldier, the athlete, the farmer. Five, there's going to be a greater power of the Holy Spirit. And specifically in the area of worship, but there were, there were three areas there, but um, greater power in the Holy Spirit. And then six, God has called us to be a conquerous people. And we're going to start with that one. We're going we're to start with that verse. Conquerous. He posed the question, Craig said, I don't know if that's a word. It's not a word, but we love it, we dig it, and we're going to use it. Someone register conquerous.com. You know, hopefully it's, it's available since it's not a word. Revelation 12, 11. And by the way, I'm preaching tonight out of the ESV because our brother last week preached out of the ESV. So for, for continuity, we're going to stay in the English Standard Version. Next week, I'll be back to the New American Standard Bible. So that's <laughs> promise land, baby. Revelation 12:11, And they have conquered him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, for they loved not their lives, even unto death. After reading that passage, Craig had this to say, this community will be known as a church that conquers the enemy, that are victorious and live lives of victory. This passage that we just read out of Revelation. It is an awesome representation of justification and sanctification. What's justification? Justification and sanctification, both terms used to describe our salvation. Justified means just as I am. When I came to the Lord and I repented of my sins and I gave my life to Him and I gave Him my heart, just as I was, at that moment, I was saved. Justified. So what's sanctification? Sanctification is the daily walking out our faith, growing more and more to look like Jesus. More and more to act like Jesus. It is walking out a living faith, daily being sanctified. Yes, we are saved. But things that He wants to grow in us, things He wants to do in us. And I love that about this passage. They have conquered him by the blood of the Lamb. We are conquerors because of the blood of the Lamb. Period. By the blood of the Lamb. That is why we are victorious. That is why we walk in victory. So they conquered the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. Friends, we still have to walk it out. And the question was posed, what 
will our testimony be? What will this church carry as our testimony? We've got to walk it out. The things God's calling us to, we don't take a word like we received last week and go, man, that was good. What you got this week? When we get something powerful from the Lord, we've got to start walking it out immediately. And that's what we're doing tonight. That's why we're not moving on to something else. We bear a testimony of conquering the enemy. Craig said, we understand the gospel and we understand the gospel through us. Do we understand the gospel? Do we understand the completed work of Jesus Christ? Yes, we do. Do we understand the gospel through us? Have we grabbed a hold of the ways that God wants to use us, wants to empower us, wants us to to fit a specific purpose that, that He wants us to be used in? We have to understand both. God's salvation, living through us, carries the testimony of God's greatness. That's what walking it out by the word of our testimony is. Joel 3, 9 and 10 said this, Proclaim this among the nations. Consecrate for war. Stir up the mighty men. I love that God was stirring up some mighty men tonight in worship. Amen? Men and women. Let all the men of war draw near. Let them come up. Beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Let the weak say, I am a warrior. You guys, sometimes we hear a passage like that, like, oh, that's good. And then we hear a word that says, the Lord doesn't want to give you a new weapon. He wants to take what you have and forge it and wants you to use what He's already given you. We hear a word like that, like, amen, that's good. And then we don't think about it again. What do you have right now? What do you currently have right now? What do you currently have that God wants to use right now? Not a new weapon He wants to put in your hands. What are the things? And I'm looking at our young people right now. I'm pointing at them. What do you have right now? Because what you have right now, you've got the gospel. You've got the gospel. You've got the good news of Jesus Christ. Whatever you have right now in your hands, God wants to forge it into a tool of battle and war and victory. That goes for all of us. Lord, if I only had something something new, Lord, if I only had something, the newest samurai sword, Lord, if, if I only had, Lord, something with lasers or... What do we have right now? What do we currently possess that through the gospel of Jesus Christ the Lord wants to forge that into a weapon so that we can see victory, so that we can advance the kingdom of God? Friends, we better be asking the Lord that. No more saying, what I have is not enough. No more saying, Lord, I feel ill-equipped. You've given your life to Jesus. You've trusted your life in Him. You've received His salvation. You're equipped. That's one of the things he said last week. You're equipped. The minute you gave your life to Christ and you were empowered with the gospel, you are equipped for the work of the Lord. And it's okay if it's a little bumpy or clunky or rough. It's okay. We're always sharpening the things God's given us. But we are equipped. We are equipped with what is needed to bring freedom and life and healing and deliverance to a hurting world, to a hurting community, to hurting homes. 
take what we have in our hands. That's what God wants to do. The second thing it said that God wanted to do was to empower us in the Holy Spirit. And then three, turn us into warriors. Friends, there's a warrior in every single one of us. We just need the right button to be pushed. You find the most pacifist, you know, uh, tree-hugging person you can who says, I am not a warrior, I'm not a fighter. You just got to find the right button. You just got to right, find the right thing that matters most. I mean, I don't know who... We have got a, a bunch of sweet, loving women in this place. Awesome. Some of you have hair triggers when it comes to mama bear coming out. And rightly so. And rightly so. Women, being warriors is not just for the men. It is for all of us. But what is our cause? What is our cause? Our cause is not some temporal thing out there because there's going to be new causes all the time. Our cause is the kingdom. God doesn't want to give us more weapons, but take our plow and turn it into a sword. Take how we're created and turn it into warfare. The Lord gave Craig this image of us as the body. And the Lord spoke that he has given and he wants part of our testimony to be a gift of grace to be who God has created you to be. The gift of grace. The freedom. The liberty. The confidence. The strength. To be who God has made you to be. Called you to be. You can be that person. And you can't be anyone else. Who has God made you? What has He given you? And how are we going to use it? No insecurities. No insecurities. What a key point. Gosh. No insecurities about who we are or who we aren't. We have to be willing to be used who we are. Not worried about who we aren't. We've got to give ourselves the grace to be used in who God has called us to be. We don't need any more Marks. We don't need any more Craigs. As great as we are. (laughs) Me being me. That's just me being me. He needs great Zoe and great Rich great Conrad and great Brian and great Jen every single one of us so I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote this too many people in the church are trying to be something that they're not if you want this church to grow and impact Erie and impact Colorado and impact the US and impact the world you need to be who God has created you to be and exist in this local church as part of the body that God created you to be. And if you're not, then you are leaving a gap. 
If you call this place home and you call yourself a member of this church and you're not contributing and you're not living out your Christianity and you're not bearing fruit and you're not doing what God has created you to do and be, then you are a... Anybody remember? A cancer. How many of you guys were like, holy cow, he just he just went there. I remember thinking, I've got to amen that, because that's awesome. And I'm like, and I even listened for my voice on the recording. Amen! Amen! I love that you love and believe in this congregation enough to be obedient, to speak that strongly. And I love that Craig was no less direct than our Lord and Savior Jesus was in John chapter 15. John 15, 1-6 says this. This is Jesus speaking. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, He takes away. What do you do to cancer? You cut it away. And every branch that does not bear fruit, He prunes that it may bear more fruit. That's His desire. His desire is that we bear fruit. Already you are clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. Jesus speaking. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. That's pretty dang direct. We are called to be a part. We are called to abide in the vine. We are called to be this intermingling, intertwined, powerful, fruit-bearing vine. This awesome, empowered body that is used in ridiculous ways, amazing ways, God-glorifying ways, where everything that comes from this body points to Jesus Christ and bears fruit and glorifies the Lord. I love that you were that direct. Part of our testimony is to be known as a church where men and women are secure and doing it. That we're secure in who we are. And we walk in the grace of who we are and we're doing it. And friends, it is not enough to be one without the other. It is not enough to... I don't want to be known as a church that's full of secure men and women. That, that's, that's not enough. Secure men and women who are doing it. Who are doing the work. Who are walking out the things God has called us to. Devoted lifestyles. Living... Acts 2.42. I'm not, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because I'm going to preach this next month. But I will read the verse. Acts 2.42. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, which is the teachings of Jesus, the Bible. And they devoted themselves to fellowship, building community. And they devoted themselves to the breaking of bread, being a living part of the body and doing what comes naturally to the body. And they devoted themselves to the prayers, being a praying people. I want to, I want to camp here, but I'm, I'm going to leave it alone, but I will throw this out there. 
we, I believe we are a praying people that just simply haven't been doing it. I believe we are praying people. I know us. But we're a praying people who has not been doing it. These doors are open every Wednesday night at 645 for prayer impact. This past Wednesday, we had the largest crowd we've had in about a year. This Wednesday, I want to have the largest crowd we've had in well over a year. I want to say that's the largest crowd we've ever had in the history of prayer impact. We are a praying people, but we've got to be doing it. Prayer. Andy, speak loudly so we capture this on, 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 on my microphone. Let's say I'm at prayer and you're not at prayer. And you text me and you go, Brother, how was prayer tonight? What is my answer 100% of the time? Prayer was awesome. Every time. If I miss prayer and I text Brad, Brad, how was prayer tonight? Prayer was great. That is always the answer. Prayer is always great. It always inspires. It always casts vision. It always connects us with the lost. It always, always does these things. we got to be a people of prayer. We're going to start something new on January 7th. It'll be the first Wednesday in the new year. So the first Wednesday of every month, starting January 7th, we have something called Power Prayer. And it's going to be once a month. And we're going to come in here to to have prophetic prayer and worship. There's going to be worship, but it's not going to be scripted. There's not going to be a song list. We're just going to flow. Musicians can come in and kind of flow. And we're going to worship the Lord and prophesy and pray. And it'll be in this room right here. We're going to have our kids with us. And we're going, to, we're going to encourage them to pray and to prophesy and maybe have sketch pads and so encourage them to get prophetic visions from the Lord and to draw them out. And that's what that first Wednesday of the month is going to be. Friends, this is, going to, this is meant to be just an amazing tool in our hands that the Lord is crafting into something powerful to reach other people, to reach other, other believers even. Love and honor will define your community. You guys, we have to be willing, and this is a very cool thing if we really think about it. If we really think about it, we have to be a people that love and honor every person that walks through that door, regardless of who they are, regardless of what they've done or haven't done, what they've done to benefit us or haven't benefited us or what they've done or haven't done if they've encouraged us or offended us. Love and honor. You know what a powerful thing it is to honor somebody simply because we represent the king and he is a king of honor. And so we are intentional about honoring other people. You guys, I'm telling you, there's so much to chew on and to pray through and to get revelation on on what the Lord spoke to us last week. Please, you guys, commit that to a point of prayer. Ask the Lord to reveal. Lord, show me. I'm not entirely sure, Lord God, how how to love and honor like this, but show me. And just sit and then write down what He shows you and then share it. Make it part of our testimony. picture of faithfulness. That we are to be people who are faithful and also full of faith. I'm I'm just going to kind of 
it, it's the notes are all there. So I, I don't want to cover everything. I don't want to preach this and ask you to go home and then preach it to yourself a third time. But for the, the competing athlete, I will pose some good questions. What are we trading for? What are we devoted to? What is our singular focus? Are we training for it? Are we intentional about, about reaching that goal that God has called us to? Are we devoted to the, to, to the cause of Christ? Are we devoted to the message of the gospel? This week, just one of these incredible God opportunity things. Went to the bank, saw a window of opportunity, a blatant window of opportunity like we all see probably every day. And I took it. Ended up ministering to someone, an employee of the bank. An awesome, awesome girl. I wanted to pray. The Lord's like, no, there'll there'll be opportunity. But God moved. God just, just fell upon her. The Lord gave a word about his desire to touch her and his, his love for her. And that touch, that first touch happened right there. Why do that? Because we're a people who are committed to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the only thing that's going to bring healing and salvation and relief and life in this world is Jesus Christ. That's what we're committed to. That's what we're devoted to. That's what we wake up. Not just it being a part of our lives. Not fitting the gospel into our schedule. Fitting the gospel into our plans. But committed to it. Our lives revolving around it. There's going to be a greater power of the Holy Spirit Craig said some would expect over-the-top Holy Spirit experiences, such as clucking like chickens, flying through chairs, putting their heads through walls. I'm not going to lie. That would be that'd be hilarious. I, I mean, I don't know how awesome it'd be, but that would be hilarious. I mean, but our awesome God, there's practical ways of His power that are demonstrated fully in our lives. The fruits of the Spirit. Galatians 5, 16 and then 22 through 23. But I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Down to verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. The Holy Spirit wants to move in power through these fruit in our lives. And every bit of this fruit is supposed to be pointed to Jesus Christ, to point people to Jesus, to glorify Him. I'm not a patient man. I'm not a kind man. I'm not a loving man. I'm not. Jesus Christ is. My awesome Father is, and He flows through me. It's time that we stop taking credit for the fruit of the Spirit and use it as a pat on the back of of who we are. Oh, you're so kind. Oh, thank you. I am, aren't I? No, I'm not. It's a testimony of what Jesus Christ has done in my life. 
You should have known me before. Thank you. It's kind of you to say, but I'm not. Jesus is. You should have known me before. It is my God. And He is powerful. The fact that you would call me kind shows His power. Because I know who I was. And I gave my life to Him. And I trusted my all in Him. And so it encourages me to hear you call me kind. But it's Jesus being lived out in me. Do we see that? Do we see that that's His power? And it draws people to God? And then we have His gifts. The gifts of the Spirit. Same thing. To be used as a representation of His power to draw people to the Lord. To point to Jesus. Worship. Power in worship. We see what God can do when we come into this place. And we give the Holy Spirit room and we let Him move in power. Who received just a a cool, powerful touch from the Lord today? And I'm raising my hand because I did. Our God is a mighty God and He moves in power and He's real and He's tangible. And He has called us to be a conquerous people. Friends, this packet that, that I send you home with, if you saw me type, you'd know how important I treat this. I, I, type, I type like this. You know, I don't use any other fingers but this. And I'm pretty fast with these two, but that's how I type. And I did this because this is important enough that we take it home and that we pray through it. And we treat this as a word from the Lord for us, for you, for us as a church body, but you as a very cool, specific, awesome, graceful gift and part of that body. It's front and back. Don't forget the back side. And let's pray through it. And let's seek God. And we have, let's get excited and let's agree with Him. And let's take notes on it. And, and let's let it turn into something cool. Let's blog about it. Let's Facebook about it. Let's be the body in all of its wonderful glory and be that part who you are. Secure and confident and inspired and bold and warrior-like. Take inventory of what God has given us and say, beat it, mold it, bang it, shape it, pinch it, heat it. We had a word last week about the cool things that come out of the fire, out of the purifying of the Lord. Let's let God purify these things He's already given us and turn it into weapons of power and might in Him. Amen? Let's pray. And friends, as we're praying, please don't let it just be me who's who's lifting hearts and lifting words to the Lord right now. Let it be each and every one of us in agreement with what He has spoken, with the cool things He spoke last week and that we're just driving home and being reminded of this week. Lord, we say yes to You. Lord, we say yes to You to be. Lord, we say yes to You to do. Lord, we say yes to You in who You have made us. Lord, we say yes to You in our devotion to the Gospel. Lord, we say yes to You in Your power, O Holy Spirit, and the newness and the new ways that You want us to be part of our testimony. Lord, we say yes to You in being faithful and full of faith. 
Lord, we say yes to you in being a people whose testimony is identified by their love and honor of people representing you, our majestic King. Lord, we say yes to you to not just be secure, but to do, to respond, to be used. Lord, we say yes to devotion to you, to a devoted lifestyle, to be your church as you exampled it for us, Lord, in your word.